about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. It's uh, really good to see all of you here this morning. I congratulate you for coming back after last week. And I don't say that to be funny. I say that to be serious because, you know, God does things a certain way in different people's life, and he does a certain way in my life. He basically, we have a church, we're doing fine, everything's good, and all at once we start bringing in some new people, it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then all at once God says, I want to move. And I said, well, you know, it'll be a lot better probably people-wise if you don't. You know what I'm talking about this morning. Some of you sitting there with that stone face on, praise God. It doesn't work that way, but no. Praise God. You'd be surprised when the Spirit of God is given free, dumb. We sing about it. We dance about it. We shout about it. But boy, when we give it to him, things happen, don't they? And things happen in the natural realm that you may have never seen before. There was people here who have never seen the power of God move before came up front, and I don't even think they believed there was a power of God until they got up front, and then all at once there was a sudden revelation that God was real, and he'll touch your life, praise God. Hallelujah. How many know that the Spirit of God's tangible? You can feel the Spirit of God. Now, you don't have to. How many of you know that? We got the Word of God. It says you have the Spirit of God, but sometimes you can feel the Word of God. There's a tangible presence of the Lord. Sometimes people, you know, fall down, and, you know, I've been accused of pushing people who didn't come up front. They say, oh, he pushes people down. I don't, half the people last week didn't even get touched. So either it was my breath. Come on. She checks me on that. She says, put them in. in. Put, pastor, I'm feeling. Put. But yeah, when the Spirit of God moves, it's something that doesn't happen that often, and it's, it's unnatural to our natural minds. How many of you know that? And if you've come out of a church or haven't been in a church before, and all at once you're in a church and something like that happens, you've got one week for the devil to talk you out of that kind of stuff. I mean, even if you get touched, I've seen people who get touched powerfully and still run from it because after the week, the devil's telling them that's demonic, that's not God, that's not this. Even though we're laying there feeling the presence of God and happy the whole time. I mean, for a long time, revival, if you didn't cry, you weren't in revival for God's sakes. Well, then all at once the fullness of joy started hitting people and people started getting mad about the joy for God's sakes. I've cried and laughed. I'd rather laugh. Keeps my makeup better. It does everything for me, praise God. So when the Spirit moves, things are going to happen. New people are going to see something. Maybe you never got touched before. Maybe you did. Maybe you got blasted. Maybe you got semi-blasted. Maybe you broke out in a joy. Maybe you got delivered. Maybe you... But it's okay, praise God. How many of you know that? You know, I read an article, I don't know how long ago, it was six months or something ago, where it was talking about spirit-filled churches. And I'm not just talking about spirit-filled churches. I'm talking about spirit-filled churches. You understand where the Spirit of God has given leeway. And the average attendance at those is around 50 people. Now, why is that? Come on, why would that be? Wouldn't people be attracted to the Spirit of God, the move of God, the feel of God, the touch of God, the, the flow of God? Wouldn't they, you think they'd be attracted to that if they were born again? But we have a problem right here. 
See, our natural mind sees things and say, oh, that can't be God, that can't be God, that can't be God. Oh, that might be God, that can't be God. But once you get touched and you're in a meeting like that, like I said, you, then you've got seven days to think about it. And the devil pulls you back over to the natural realm and pretty soon you're gone and then I get letters saying what a cult I'm running here and blah, 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 blah. But see, that's not what it's all about. God is moving the people of God into a different area, yes. into a different realm where the unnatural for us is going to be the natural. There's something here again this morning. I don't yes. know if you know it or not, but there's something here again this morning. See, it's different. It, it messes up our minds. It, I remember the first time I saw anything like it, man. I'll tell you what, it scared me. And I mean, I was in the Word. I was studying the Bible. I had notes. I had everything else. And God's wonderful. God's glorious. Move Holy Ghost. And then He did. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on here? Why would God knock people down on the floor and make them laugh and shake and be drunk? And, and then I just simply read Acts chapter 2 that said, yeah. these are not drunk as you suppose. Yeah. And I said, I guess it's in the Word. You know, and I'm a Word man. If it ain't in the Word, I ain't going to do it, bless God. That's just the way it is. You show it to me in here, and I'll participate with it. That's where I am. So I had to see it in the Word. I mean, it had to be shown to me. Sometimes God had to reveal it to me, praise God. Sometimes he took me deep into the Old Testament. Oh, no. Yeah, he showed me things there, praise God. Even in the Old Testament when God showed up, people fell down under the power of God, praise God. Because the power of God, and we don't understand the power of God, it might be a little bit bigger than we think it is. See, I've got God in my heart. Any effect? Not really. I'll tell you what, if there ain't an effect for God moving in on the inside of you, you're in trouble, praise God. There's a move of the Spirit of God. There should be times when you're just driving down the road and a certain song comes on, and from the inside of you, not from here, don't fall off on the roof, it doesn't come in through the window, it comes from here up. And all at once, you've got goosebumps driving down I-95, going 80, I'm sorry, 70 miles an hour. All once that certain song comes on or something comes on, all once, all once God like shows up in your car. My gosh, he's right in there. Glory to God. Why is that? Because on the inside of you, there is a river and there is a power in there that needs stirred up on the inside of you. And that song may do it. That sermon may do it. Man, whenever I went to a sermon that, that shook me up and I felt the presence of God, I got a copy and I listened to that thing until I wore it out. You understand? I played it again the next day. I got goosebumps. I played it again the next day. I got goosebumps. I played it the next day. Not quite as many goosebumps, but I was still getting them. Played it the fourth day, and all at once there was no goosebump. Next. <laughs> Chuck that CD away if they still make them. And I got a different. Do you see? Because you need to keep stirred up on the inside of you what's in there. The Bible doesn't say that you profit by the Spirit of God in you. It says the manifestation of the Spirit profits all. There's many Christians with the Spirit but they're not profiting because there's no manifestation of that spirit in their life. So here there are times when we lay hands on people to stir up what's on the inside of them and also to demonstrate the, the move of God and the power of God in people's life. Some of you last week got touched. Some of you had the joy. Some of you laughed. Some of you were drunk. It doesn't matter. And then the first thing the devil wants to say is, oh, boy, you looked like a fool last week. Everybody was looking at you. No, they weren't. Half of them were drunker than you anyway. It didn't make any difference anyway. 
I laid on the floor and laughed, and everybody was looking at you. No, they were right aside of you here, 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 and here, and all doing the same thing, praise God. And God forbid you fall in the midst of four or five laughers, right? Yeah, he went down between all you guys last week, and he, sooner or later it's going to jump on. I'm going to jump on him. And all at once, he can't do nothing about it. He trapped, praise God, hallelujah. He trapped. He can't go right. He can't go left. He trapped. And what happens? The joy of the Lord is true. It's like, a, you, know, you know, everybody's afraid. The flu jumps on from one to another. Well, the Holy Ghost will jump on people. See? And that person aside, you in praise and worship, and they're going quiet, and you're going, oh, oh look at them. Be careful. You may want to take two steps left. Because you never know when that spirit's going to jump off on you, praise God, the Holy Ghost, and all at once be touching your life. Glory to God. But there's nothing wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with being joyful. And like I said, we've got to get through this right here. And I tell you, the power of God, once you get used to it, it'll seem unnatural that the power of God is not operating. Are you following me? But what we want to do here, we just don't want to lay hands on you every time you come to church and fill you with the Spirit because we don't want to give you Spirit, 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 Spirit. We need to give you Word, 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 and also Spirit, 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 Spirit. Somebody said once, that if you just get only Word, you dry up. If you get the Spirit, you blow up without the Word. And what do we end up with if, if there's no Word and you've got a bunch of spiritual people getting touched every week? You've got granola Christians, fruits, nuts, and flakes. Ever been to one man when the charismatic renewal broke out? And I used to go to meetings in the house. It was unbelievable. You'd go in there and they'd play a little worship music, and somebody comes out in a white dress. And, I'm thinking, dear God, what's going on here? I'm so full of the Spirit. Well, you're full of something. You understand? Because there's no word there. There was no supervision there. There was nothing. Everything was God. And every word that came forth, whether it was in line with the word or not, was God. Everybody was doing it. doesn't work that way, praise God. You get truth first. The word and the Holy Ghost work together. He sent them forth preaching the word and following that word with signs, wonders, and... So it takes both. So we pump the word in you. We pump the seed in you. We shoot the word into you. We preach the word into you. We preach the truth in you. Then all at once it's water time. See, some people want to be watered all the time, praise God. The word's important in your life. You need to put that word in there. I can't do it in 20 minutes on Sunday morning or 30, whatever we take. You need to fill up on the word of God the whole time. Then when that spirit of God moves, you are prime candidate. When you're putting God first, I'll tell you what, you're just saying, do what you want, Holy Ghost, praise God. Then forget about what he does. Lose the fear of man. Oh, they're not going to respect me anymore. I was very well respected in that church at one time. See? Don't worry about the power of God touching you. Let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Like somebody said, Chrissy said this morning, let him do what you need this morning. If you need touch, get touched. You don't, don't. You need word, get word. You want to jump up and down, jump up and down. You want to dance, do a backflip? We don't care. See? We have no agenda here in this church. So we allow the Spirit of God to move. And I'll tell you what, there's always a lesser crowd the Sunday after you let the Spirit of God move. In my mind, I'm thinking, wow, after that move of God, this place is going to be jammed, don't you? Oh, they're going to be, I hope somebody marks at the back door holding them out so we got enough seats before he lets the rest of them in. But it doesn't. It peels people off who are not used to this. Praise God once again. Why is this? 
Because this, because we've made Christianity out to be just come to church and, and tell everybody how nice you are and what a great week you had and hug a few people and then we go home and listen to a little bit of word and basically that's the end of Christianity. But that's not, you don't need the Holy Ghost for that. Why would you need the power of God if you're just going to do that kind of stuff? But the power of God has been given to you for a purpose and for a reason, and it's on the inside of each and every one of you. And it's not so I can lay hands and you can sit out there singing how great I art, because I'm not any greater than you because I got the Spirit of God. The only difference is I know how to use. Come on now. I know how to use what I've got. James knows how to use what he's got. And he, and he didn't get it by superior revelation. He got it by doing it. I mean, you know, when you do things, you learn things. Yes. When you do things, do you make mistakes? Yes. Yeah, okay, so you can't be in a position where you're going to go into depression for four weeks because you made a boo-boo. Oh. You repent of the thing and you walk out. When I first preached and, and started preaching and had my notes and everything, I'd get done and I'd go back over my notes. Why I did this? I don't know. And I would find everything that I wanted to say but didn't say. Yeah. Oh, and I, oh, my God, I don't know why I didn't say that. Why I didn't say that? And God said, will you just relax? You spit out what I wanted you to spit out. That other stuff shouldn't have been in there anyway. Leave it alone and just let me be who I am, praise God. Come on now. And that's what it's all about. You don't go back. You go forward with God every single time. He's not looking at the mistakes you made. He's looking at the power on the inside of you and the ability that he gave you on the inside to do something in your life right now. Your neighbor needs touched. Your, your relation needs touched. The power of God's there, but we've got to learn to release that power and receive that power in our lives, praise God. So don't be afraid of a touch. So obviously in the power of God, and, and a guy you all know by the name of Rodney Hard Brown. Some of you have been to his place. Some of you not, praise God. So Rodney Hard Brown was coming here, and uh, basically I got to be an usher. I'll tell you, there's no, no better position than an usher because you get it from everybody. You catch this one drunk, and it hits you. And this one drunk, and it hits you more. And this one drunk, and it hits you more. And this one... And when you get to that one spot, if you're too drunk, I will knock you out and bring up another usher. You see, because somebody needs to be back there. Praise God, that's sober. Come on now. So I was catching people. I was volunteered. We went to catching class or whatever we had to do to learn how to catch them. Exactly how to catch I didn't know there was a how to catch them, but how you catch them and make sure you don't touch them here or do this. Hey, when somebody's falling, flying back, I just want to catch them. Do you understand? I'm not concerned if I got their head, their butt or whatever. Lay them on the floor for God's sakes. Yet I'm going to catching school. Now I'm getting paranoid. Standing behind people. I got some under the spirit, moved it all, for God's sakes. Probably said, get that ridiculous guy out of here. Glory to God. Oh, they just go down. Some go straight down, some go back. The only time you really need to grab them is when they come forward. I've only been knocked down once by Mary Rose, praise God. She was it. She's the only one that ever. She came straight forward, man, and just, that was it. But I didn't know. So I'm catching, and I'm catching, and people are getting touched, and people are laughing, and people are excited, and the power of God's hitting people, and the glory of God's hitting people, and I'm catching, catching, catching. First night, the meeting's over, and I go home, and I say, hey, what about me? What about me? What about me? But, you know, I had a, I had a problem because I was a male. I'm just going to wait there a little bit. See, men got a bigger problem with that kind of stuff than women do. Because women are already feely and touchy and ooh and emotional. And men, they're logical. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me see. There's no reason that guy should be laying hands on people and they should be falling down like that. I'm telling you that right now. 
Shouldn't happen. Stuck to the floor, that shouldn't happen. Laughing, that shouldn't happen. See, we, we got to logic everything out. We notice the Spirit of God moves, there's going to be a lot more women on the floor. Boy, now it's getting quiet in here, ain't it? I'm speaking from truth and experience. Praise God. So I caught the second night. I caught the third night. I caught the fourth night. I went up at the end when he laid hands on the usher. Nothing. Touched me. Bam, 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 bam. Just like, great. No. All right, well, I got two more nights. I'm not going to wash that spot. Maybe it's still working. You know, maybe you just put it on me and it's working its way in. It's going to get to me. and It's going to knock me down sooner. Wasn't working at all. And I found out later on that I was trying a little hard. I mean, you know, you don't have to try with God. You just got to be, uh, you know, relaxed and ready with God. So then the last night they were praying and praying and, and they got about to down to the end. We only needed a couple ushers. So I went and sat down in my seat, very dejected. Had done all this. I mean, I did all this service. God owed me. You understand? God owed me for catching those people. He owed me. And I was mad at God. So Rodney said, hey, come up here and help with the last person. I stood up out of the chair, fell directly down, and laid on the floor for over an hour. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting for it. I was just doing what he told me to do, and the power of God hit me and knocked me down on the floor. Laid there rolling around laughing. I mean, this laugh, my God, it, it came from beyond the inside of me. You understand? If you've ever been hit by that joy in a deep spot, I mean, you're laughing from a realm that you didn't even know you could laugh from, praise God. It's coming out of the inside of you. And, and after that night, all at once, it was too easy. It, it's like something opened up. Are you following me? It's like something that was stuck and wouldn't open up, all at once opened up. And praise God, when they even started laying hands on people, I couldn't even get up. I couldn't even get out of my chair. I couldn't catch anymore. Something happened on the inside of me where God finally found a crack in my thought life somewhere and got in there and touched my life. And when he touched my life, then it was easy then. So then, of course, once it's easy for you to receive, it's a lot easier for you to... It's a lot easier to minister the Spirit of God in power when you believe he's got power and he's in you. See, until that time, I was doubtful myself until I actually experienced it. And then God will mess with you. I remember after that, we were going around to different revivals because every place there's a revival and the move of God, I wanted to go to. You know, you're on fire. You're, you've got joy for no obvious reason. You're laughing in the midst of trouble and don't know why you're laughing. And somebody says, your car broke down. You go, <laughs> and people say, what's the matter with you? You say, I don't know. I'm just so happy. But there was a joy that got me through circumstances, situations, pastoring, doing all this stuff, praise God. So basically, before I was even a pastor, they had a, some... Some revival in Vero Beach at that big church. I can't Buddy Tipton or somebody out there on 60. Just, eh, you ought to come to the revival. So I said, all right, let's go to the revival. So we went to the revival. I can't remember if we went by ourselves or who we went with. And all at once they preach and they preach. And mostly they preached on, you're a sinner. You need to repent. And that's all right. You're a sinner and you need to repent. So then they had an altar call and people were coming up by the droves. They laid hands on them. And this one would fall down and crying profusely. And this one was repenting confusedly. And this one repenting. And I'm just sitting there watching. You know, I like to watch ministers when they're operating. Because if they've been doing it longer than me, I can pick something up off of them that may work a you understand? In my life. I mean, it's the way you do it, praise God. So I was sitting there, and God said, go up and get hands laid on you. And I said, well, God, right now, it's a, it's a crying anointing. I've never had the crying anointing. I got the laughing anointing. And he said, when they lay hands on you, you're going to laugh. And I said, but you don't understand. This is a crying service. People are crying up front. If I go up there and start laughing, do you know that laughing would be the opposite of crying? 
God said, I didn't ask you whether you liked it or didn't like it. Go up there and get hands laid on you. So that's the first time I was sweating. I mean, he's coming, and this one's crying, and this one's crying. He's coming down the road. I thought, oh, my God, here we go. Here we go. He gets about three people away, and here it goes. You can feel it. It's starting to come. I said, oh, my God, no, no, no. I'm resisting now. No, no, I'm going to cry. And he touched me. I fell down. I just... I mean, you could hear it through the whole auditorium when I started laughing. And instantly, all the crying people stopped and looked at me like I was from a different planet. I don't know what she did. She probably hid under something back there because she knew who I was. I didn't know what she did because I was on the floor. It didn't make any difference to me. But it was different. And all God wanted to do was introduce that there's more than one type of anointing and more of one type of flow that the Spirit of God has. He's not put in a box someplace, and this is the only thing he can do. He can do whatever he wants to do and whatever you need, praise God. And I didn't need crying. I needed joy, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And even the fact that, you know, some of these people were repenting, which is good. How many know repentance is good? Some were probably getting delivered, which is good. How many of you know that? But the Bible says that if you get someone delivered and they remain empty, seven other devils come back and they take up space. Are you following me? So there's different kind of anointing. The anointing that I have on my life and I teach from is not the same exact anointing per se as James does. Are you following me? His is more of a deliverance, a set-free anointing. His is an empty-out anointing. Mine is not so much, although I can do the same and he can do the same thing because we have the anointing. Mine is not an empty-out. Mine is a filler-upper. Do you understand what I'm saying? I fill people up. He empties them out. I fill them up. He empties them out. I fill them up. He empties them out. I fill them up. He empty, fill, empty, fill, empty, fill. And if I can fill them up right after he empties them out, then they won't be filled up with anything else because they're filled up with the Holy Ghost and there's not room enough for anything else to get in them, praise God. And this is the way it works in the kingdom of God, praise God. It works. There's different anointings in everyone's life. If I run into somebody and I'm having trouble demonic with him, I call James. If he runs into somebody who's having trouble getting filled, then he would call me, praise God. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all on the same side. How many of you know that? Every preacher, every teacher, but we have different anointings in our life and we've perfected it. And the reason why my filling up has done because I've been filling people up for years, do you see? I just And when I first started, there were doubts. God says pray for people. And I always think, well, what if I lay hands and they just look at me? Come on, if I called you up front right now to lay hands on people, your first thought would, I wonder if anything's going to happen. And then you're going to judge it by whether they fall down or not. See, I can't make them fall down. I can't make them stand up. That's his problem. I lay hands. So if I lay hands on 100 people and everybody stands up and looks at me, I did my job. That's his responsibility. If I lay hands on them and they fall on the floor, I can't say how great I am, how great I am. It has nothing to do with me. Do you understand? It's trusting God. God tells you to do something, you do it, praise God. You lay hands on people, and whatever he does, he does, praise God. He may make some drunk, he may heal some, he may fill some, he may do whatever the Holy Ghost wants to do, but it's not my problem, do you see? And it took me a while, do you know that? I'd have services where I'd lay hands on people, and, and not a whole lot that I could see happened. And I'd go back, and I'd say, God, and the first thing you hear is, I'm losing the union. You know, as you get older, you lose everything, and I'm losing the anointing at the same time, praise God. It doesn't like age. It likes the young'uns, praise God, all this stuff. But all that was the devil. 
You see? And then the next Sunday would come around, and the four or five people that stood there and looked at me like I was an idiot told me how their life was delivered from something, and I was going by what I saw. See, James talked about on Wednesday or the Wednesday before that when you cast out a devil, how many know some faith is involved? So you can cast out a devil and walk away knowing that the devil's going to come out. You don't have to, it, their head doesn't have to spin around 32 times. They don't have to throw up 14 times. It can just happen by faith because you know you have authority. Are you following me? That's the same way with the anointing of God. I came to a place where my faith got perfected in filling people up and how to fill people up and how to do it and just listening to the Holy Ghost the whole time while you do it. God may have you touch someone's belly, may have you touch someone's head, may have you spit on your fingers and put it on their forehead. That's one of the things he has me to do. Why do you do that? I don't know. See, I don't know. He just does that. Some people are sitting there and won't get anything. I was just like, and power God will knock him down. I don't know what the deal is. I don't have to know. Are you, are you seeing? If you want to analyze everything, you're going to have a tough time operating in the spirit. Of, why did that happen? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? I wonder why they did that. They did that and they did that. I wonder why they did that. They're crying. They're probably a deep sinner. They're laughing. They're probably very happy. I don't really know. If you're out there doing that stuff, you're going to be all messed up before it's over with because you're in your mind and not in the Holy Ghost. So we want the Spirit of God to move. We want the Spirit of God to move. And I'll tell you what, he can move and touch people like never before, and those people will deny it the next day that anything even happened. It's just amazing. There was a guy in church years ago who was coming to church, and uh, he didn't really, number one, he didn't like the faith. I don't know what he was doing here. He didn't like the faith movement, which I preached faith. He basically thought faith was manipulating God to do something. I kept trying to tell him, no, it's to get, allow God to do what he already said he's going to do instead. And the move of the Spirit was definitely a no-no because that wasn't God, that wasn't anything. So basically, he had a daughter who was really a mess. She was a teenage daughter. She was bound by everything, messed up with everything. And we'd lay hands on people in a Sunday night service about every Sunday night, and he'd bring her, but she would never come up. So one time I called her up. God just said, call her up. I said, all right. So I called her up, and you know, she came up very, you know, leaning backwards, afraid something was going to hit her, afraid something wasn't going to happen. And I just simply looked at her and I said, be free. And she dropped straight down. Nobody could even catch her. Straight down on the floor. She laid there for like over two hours. So the next Sunday comes, and I'm expecting this guy to come back and say, oh, my God, hallelujah, Jesus is alive. The Holy Ghost is working in our lives. Set my daughter free. Nobody could help her. He came back and chewed me out for pushing her down on the floor so hard she slayed there for two hours. Now, how many know you have to be a real mental giant to believe that when your own daughter finally got touched in a service, finally got set free of the oppression that was on her, you could just see it. It was like a, a coat she had on top of her. Well, it just didn't make any difference. They were locked into what they believed. This is what they were going to do. This is it. When I first started the ministry and we started having holiday and we did Sunday morning, Sunday night because we had to rent a room and that's the day we had the room. So we did two services there. That's what we did. And Sunday night was always Holy Ghost night. Say Holy Ghost night. What do we do? We just preached the word of God and we laid hands about every single Sunday night on somebody. Didn't get out of there until like midnight or whatever. And basically that's what we did there. So we, did, we were doing it for like two months and all at once I get a call from someplace down in Boca Raton, some organization that wanted to come up and see one of our meetings because they want me to be a part of their organization and all these churches in their organization. Well, I didn't know any churches at that time. I was brand new. I just knew TCVC basically is all I knew. So he said he was going to come up some Sunday night and he was going to... Uh, you know, uh, see if we wanted to be part of their organization because they have so many people there and stuff. I said, we can come up any Sunday night you want. We're usually there, whatever. So 
they showed up, didn't even tell me one Sunday night. There was two of them there, and they showed up on a Sunday night, and we were preaching and stuff. And, but then all at once I started laying hands, and all at once the joy started breaking out, and people started falling down and everything else. And I'm going along breaking, laying hands on people, and one of them's following me with a notepad. Writing stuff down. I don't know if he was analyzing every person or which one laughed the loudest or the smallest or whatever. And so afterwards, I got him and I said, "What are you doing? Are you taking notes of people laying on the floor or what?" He just said, "Well, there's been a demonic movement in this area of people being laughing and people being touched, and we just want you to know that we have organized against it, and we're trying to grab every church that just came in so they don't fall fall into that terrible temptation." ended up doing that. So we would like you to become a member of our organization and see. And I thought, dear God, is this a sci-fi movie? What's going on here? Praise God. Is this guy nuts or whatever? I said, no, we just do whatever and the Holy Ghost just does whatever. And he says, so you're into the fake laugh and the pushing down movement. And I said, well, I guess I am because people are falling down and they're laughing. So I guess we're part of that movement or whatever and then he brought up of course Rodney well we've been checking his church out too and we've been scouting what he does and everything else. well you can scout and take notes all you want you ain't going to stop the Holy Ghost praise God don't make any difference and there's no sense fighting but what were they they were people with a good heart after God but they had logical issues see they wanted to be able to figure everything out that was there everything that happens everything that goes praise God and you can't do that the spirit of God is the spirit of God how many of you know that praise God there's people in the Bible who got translated what are you going to do when somebody gets jerked out of here and ends up in Africa? They call you from Africa. You're not in Africa. Yeah, I am. I got jerked out of TCVC. I'm over here in Kenya someplace. Very funny. Really good. I mean, if it happened in the Bible, it could definitely happen. It's, unless the Holy Ghost has gotten older. And he's probably tired now and can't quite. He's going to just pick up the lighter people and translate them because the heavy ones he can't get from one. See, but this is what we think in our minds, praise God. This is what we look at. There's many places in the Bible where it talks about great joy. Now, you can't have great joy without laughing, at least smiling big. So what it? It's the power of God. How many, know, how many know when my kids come home and they're happy and joyful, I feel a lot better as a parent. If they come home, well, everything's gone, Well, Father God's up there looking for happy people, joyful people. The joy of the Lord is your... That's why we got so many weak Christians. Because they don't understand the joy that's in your heart and in your life and available to you on a daily basis. Our circumstances are going to come? Yeah. Our situation is going to come? Yeah. But we're not focused on circumstances and situations and what's in the natural world. We're fastened on the Spirit of God that lives and dwells on the inside of me, praise God. So the Spirit of God in here is going to start choosing, I think, more and more times to move. You're going to have to make your own decisions of what you want, whether you want to be touched, whether you don't. Don't worry about me. I don't think anything. You know what I mean by that? Well, pastor knows I didn't come up this morning, and I think he was keeping track of who came up and who didn't get up. No, if God moves you to come up and you want to come up, come up. It's nothing. Do you understand? It doesn't make a difference to me. I'd like you to be touched, but then again, if you don't and you're, maybe you're not ready, that's fine too, but I'm not up here giving everybody grades. Yeah, or taking notes. I could call that guy. He could probably take notes for me, praise God, if he's probably out of a job by now. But yeah, it's totally up to you. And I mean, whatever you want to do, it's no problem one way or another. How many know my relationship with God is up to me? Your relationship with God is up to you. And 
I can help you along in it, but I can't make you do this or make you do that. And it's not right or wrong. Do you understand? So don't turn it into a religious thing. And, oh, I sinned yesterday, so I shouldn't go up. He don't care. He'd touch you anyway, praise God. Maybe that'd be the best thing that happened to you so you'd get guilt, guilt and condemnation off your life because you don't believe if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all righteousness. Yes. So he's got to touch you in order to do it, praise God. So the Spirit of God wants to move in your life on a daily basis. How many know he's in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And Sunday mornings is basically when we do that kind of thing is what I call an appetizer. It's an appetizer. It lets you know that you can be touched. It lets you know you can feel the presence of God. It lets you know that God is really real. Then you take that out into the world. You take it out into your workplace. You take it out into your family. And you start to cultivate that same atmosphere and that same power and that same anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life. Praise God. You don't go out and get beat up, down, depressed, and crawl back in. See? Because I need another poke. Give me another jump start, praise God. It's been a tough week, glory to God. If you meditate on your tough week all week, you're going to come in and need a touch. That's right. yeah. See, you've got you to understand who's in you, what's in you, what God wants to do on the inside of you. See, we should be living in revival, not having revival. I decided years ago that I'm just going to live a revival life, praise God. I'm not going to be down. I'm not going to be depressed. And, and, I know, and I know you guys as a pastor don't think I've had any opportunities to get down and depressed. Come on, there's plenty of opportunities, plenty of things I've learned. Had to get over the fear of man, had to get over rejection, had to get over these things, praise God, that were in my life, basically. Why is that? Because everybody's got an opportunity, don't they? Yeah. To lose their fire, to lose their revival, to lose whatever. But God's looking for a group of people who are going to be raised up in the future who are going to be a walking revival every place they yeah. go. They're going to be in revival fires. They're going to be full of the power of God. They're going to be understanding the glory of God that they got. They're going to be touching God's hearts and minds. They're going to be moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're not going to be concerned with the world and what's going on in the world anymore because they know there's something bigger than what's in the world right now living on the inside of them, praise God. And they're going to believe for signs, wonders, and miracles that back up the word. Say the word. That's why you need to know the word, praise God. You've got to put that word out there. What did God say? Well, that's what he said, and this is what's going to happen, praise God. So what happens? The Bible says, lay hands on the sick, and what happened? Well, bless God, if God said that, then that's what's going to happen, glory to God. And I've got the power on the inside of me to be released in that person's life and set them free, glory to God. It says, I'm going to cast out devils, so I'm going to cast out devils, praise God, hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, you've got to start someplace. You understand? You're going to run into things. I give you stories of me trying to cast out devils that make your hair stand up for four years, praise God. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I was supposed to, so I did. But the devil didn't seem to know that scripture. He had a different Bible than I did or something because he wasn't cooperating with me. And then I went into people who I was just going to go right in there and take care of it, praise God, lay hands on first thing they just throw up on me. I said, this ain't as much fun as I thought it was going to be, you know? But I didn't know, so I kept doing it. Are you following me? I kept practicing. I kept doing it. I kept laying hands on the sick. I keep laying hands on the sick. I the only way you learn, basically, is to do it. Are you following me? You just keep doing it. You just do it. You just do what the Bible tells you to do, praise God. And pretty soon it'll start working in your life, glory to God. And God sometimes will jumpstart you. He'll put you in a situation where you're stuck. You know, the first time I ever did it, I went to a Catholic prayer meeting. You've probably heard this story before, down in Jupiter, Florida. We were down there. Me and Vinny were there. Because I'll tell you what, Vinny's not here today, but Vinny came to the Catholic prayer meeting, and he was going to have surgery on his back, and he was full of cigarettes when he came into that meeting. And we laid hands on people that day, and he sat there like this. 
And I went like this, and he went like this. And I prayed for a few more, and I came back, and I went like this, and he went like this. And I came back the third time, and I said, three strikes, buddy, you're out. Come on. He stood up out of his chair. The power of God hit him, healed his back, knocked cigarettes out of his life, and he's not smoked a cigarette and had a back problem ever since. Praise God. So you can't tell me he was coming believing God. He was coming believing nothing. But the power of God and the love of God and the mercy of God. I'll tell you, God heals people and delivers people I want. Come on. I don't think God can even deliver that person. Yes, he can, and he wants every single person free and delivered and full of the Spirit of God and full of the power of God. This is his dream. This is why he sent Jesus Christ to suffer and die on the cross and be raised from the dead so that you could be declared the righteousness of God and right standing with him so you'd become a holy vessel for the Spirit of the living God to come live on the inside of you. The power is in you today. Christ in you, the hope of glory is in you today. You are a temple of the living God today, praise God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world today, praise God. And he's on the inside of you, praise God. And he raises up ministers to demonstrate this stuff not so they look like something special but so you understand that it worketh praise God hallelujah sometimes you'll pray for somebody and just do it in fear and after they're done they'll say what is that I feel something and you thought I didn't feel nothing praise God well the spirit of God on them they were so dry do you understand even if you were in a low state some of your oil jumped on them and they felt something. So that's a good time to say, that's the Spirit of God. He lives on the inside of me. I'm born again. Would you like to have that touch and that? Well, yeah, I've been feeling pretty bad lately, but I could hear you something to help me out here now. Yeah, you won't work it. But the Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And here's the thing. You only get in the Spirit what you believe. So you can have everything. You can have the Holy Ghost. You can have power. You can cast out devils. You can heal the sick. But if you don't believe it, it doesn't mean that God didn't give you the power to do it. It means that you don't believe it, but by believing it, you activate it. See, a lot of people never learn to pray because they never activate it. They pray once, and, well, he sure wasn't listening. It was cold as ice, man. I couldn't even think of anything to say. He never spoke back. I ain't praying again. No, keep praying, praise God. Believe. The Bible says he hears you when you pray if you're a righteous person. So he's, he's hearing me. I may not feel two goosebumps. I may not know what's going on. I may not feel like anything's happening. I may not see anything happen, but I'm going to pray, praise God, because the Bible tells me that if I pray according to his will, it's going to come to pass. He hears me, and he's going to do something about it. And I believe the word more than I believe my feelings and my emotions and my prayer. So you've got to get all that stuff out of there. So we're all weeding stuff out of here a little bit at a time. And the Spirit of God is very good at that, praise God. Because, because even at first when I was being touched, I felt like a fool the next day. The devil would come and say, boy, you looked stupid in that meeting last night. 200 people crying and you're laying there laughing. Boy, they got you pegged now. You'll probably be in a funny farm. They're probably coming to get you right now to take you away and blah, blah, blah. And you know the, everybody cries, nobody laughs. E D D on and on. How many have ever heard of that? Just beats you up with a bunch of lies all the time, praise God. Well, you've got to shut his mouth. Jesus did it with the word of God, praise God. He says, are you the son of God? Jesus said, didn't you read it? It's right in there. Notice he didn't cast him out. He didn't jump up and down and do somersaults and speak the power. He just said, isn't it written? And when the devil comes to you and says, you can't do nothing, you can just say, isn't it written? Right there. Lay hands on the sick, cast out the devil. You ain't got any power. Oh, let me show you. Right here it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. See, you just take the written word and you smack him right in the face with it. And after a while, he's going to get tired coming around your door. And I'll tell you what, one of the main reasons why he continues to come to you is because he knows you will give him an opportunity. I should have quit. 
Should have quit five, I should have quit five minutes ago, and I kept going, and now I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, because you continually give him that option and that opportunity over and over. And whenever you give him just a little bit of an inch, he's seeing that there's an opportunity for me to get in there. That's why you take the word and you beat him with that thing, praise God. And you drive him out there right away, casting down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the word of God. And you bring it back into obedience with the word of God and you run him out. I'll tell you, if you're used to beating him up all the time, he don't come around nearly as much as he used to. You don't, want to, you don't want any demons to waste any demons on you when every time they come there, you beat them up with the Word of God. He's going to find somebody else. Who's not quite, and that's why if, you, if you're new and you're not into the Word that much and don't know that, call somebody who knows the Word of God. Let them pray the Word of God with you. Give you some scriptures to beat him in the head every time he comes. You know, if, we'd, if we would have had a Hollywood that did movies portraying the power of God as much as they did demonic stuff, the church would believe that God's power is so much greater than the devil's, but they don't because everything's a demon. Everything's control. Everything's got power. You never see in a movie somebody going on casting devils out of everybody and healing the sick. And why is that? Because the devil controls Hollywood. Probably remove this from Facebook, but we'll see what happens. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, we've got ability that we're not tapping into yet. But start. Start practicing someplace. If somebody's it's a cash register and their arm hurts, just say, can I just pray for you real quick and be healed in Jesus' name? God bless you. And, you know, see what happens, praise God, and see what goes forth. But we've got the power to do these things. But the Holy Ghost, I mean, no, he, he's in you to do a work. And he knows exactly where your areas are. And he'll pick some you really loved. I love that area. I love the pity party. I love to tell everybody how bad and tough it is as a pastor so everybody could pet me during the week and feel bad for me. And they'll never leave my church because they know I'll die if they leave my church because I'm so pitiful. Yeah, everybody's beating me up, writing letters about me. As your pastor, please pray for me. And I understand there's pastors out there who are just beginning who are, you know, who are going through that because everybody goes through that. But my God, if you've been in the ministry for 20 years and you're still getting that to your congregation, try to hang on to them so they don't go anywhere, it's time to grow up. See, it's time to fight. You can't even fight your own battles. Don't stand up here and tell me. See, there's no power behind something you don't even believe. It doesn't work that way. It's something that you've proven in your own life, something you've seen, something you've grown into, something you understand, something, praise God, that the Holy Ghost has revealed to you by revelation, glory to God. And then we want to practice. We want to practice doing what he's doing, praise God. We want to do it. Anybody can have a hammer. That doesn't make him a carpenter. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Jesus, that was a good one there. <laughs> yeah, everybody can have a hammer. Don't make you a carpenter. Everybody can have the power, but it doesn't, make everybody a person who operates in that power or does that power. There's, there's some cemeteries out there with a lot of wealth in them. People buried in the ground who were supposed to write books about the Holy Ghost, supposed to operate in the power, supposed to be casting out devils, supposed to be a victorious Christian, and instead they died and it's sitting there in the grave now, not being used. Don't take what God's given you to the grave. 
Start using it right now. Put it to work right now. Put the power of God to work in your life. Let the glory of God rise up on the inside of you. We studied last week that as it gets darker, the glory of the Lord is going to rise upon people. Praise God. So the next bad report you hear say, praise God, it's getting closer. It's getting darker. And then it says gross darkness. Hallelujah. Get grosser. I don't care. Praise God. Because the glory of the Lord is going to rise upon me. Praise God. And people are going to see the glory upon him. Praise God. I believe in this day and hour we're going to see people's features change. We've seen it with the devil. Why not with the face of an angel? See, this is close. <laughs> this is close. Hallelujah. But things are happening. I want you to know, atmospheric-wise, uh, everything-wise, I just know as a pastor, I've been around long enough that there's a shift and I'm not saying this just to give everybody hope or whatever. I'll tell you what, there is a shift right now in my life, number one, in the life of this church, in the life of Christians worldwide, nationwide, that there's a shift coming forth. And Christians are, are actually trying to be Christians for a change. They're done going through the actions of just showing up for church every now and then. Hallelujah. I went to church Sunday. Did you go to church? We got drums, so we're full gospel, praise God. We got a guitar, so we're... No, no, you're full gospel when you're full gospel. And your spirit failed when you allow the Holy Ghost maybe to come in every now and then to your service. So you can't go by the title. You've got to go by what's going on and what's happening in that church. And we've got people here who basically have been here quite a while. Some of them have been a little less, some a little longer. But you're understanding what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life and what he's going to do in your life. And it's a wonderful time. I always say this all the time because I believe it. It is a wonderful time to be alive. Oh, the pandemic. Oh, this or that. It's a terrible time. No, it's a wonderful time to be alive. Don't you understand? I never thought we'd get here in my lifetime. I've got to be honest with you. But I think maybe the end's getting closer. Maybe get a little bit nearer. Maybe we're coming to a place where Jesus is starting to stand up and get ready to come back, praise God. But before that happens, we're going to make the devil our footstool so it's his footstool before it's over. And we're going to do that with the power of God that's in our life, praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you agree with that this morning? Well, we're not going to do this this morning. So it's pretty much over with, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, stand up this morning. Lord, I'm hungry for a mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for a move of God. Lord, I'm hungry for a mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for a move of God. the king.